This is our devotional commentary for 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. When one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more, then, matters pertaining to this life? So if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle the dispute between the brothers? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers. To have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? But you yourselves wrong and defraud, even your own brothers. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers, will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God, all things are lawful for me. But not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me. But I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach, and the stomach for food. And God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For, as it is written, the two will become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. After insisting that the Corinthians excommunicate the immoral person, chapter 5, now Paul goes on to explain a bit more about judging those inside the church. They were simply too reluctant to judge, it would seem. This was evident in the fact that the Corinthian Christians were suing one another in secular courts, verses 1 through 8. Paul reminds the believers that they will have a staggering judicial rule in the future, as those who will judge the world and even judge angels. Since this is the case, shouldn't they be competent to handle their own internal disputes? 
The Corinthian courts had a reputation for corruption. Verdicts were bought and sold. Even in the best legal systems of today, justice can be a long, drawn-out process, and verdicts may depend on who is more clever at working the system than who is actually guilty or innocent. Just an ordinary Christian may be more aligned with God's notions of true justice. But by taking one another to court, the testimony of Christ was being damaged. In the bigger picture, there could be no winners. Why not rather suffer wrong? Paul asks. It's a penetrating question, pointing to a profound principle. Better to be wronged than to do wrong. After all, those who are regenerated by God's Spirit experience a moral transformation that embraces all of life. Verses 9 through 11. At the risk of sounding judgmental, we must speak the truth about all wickedness so that people might be delivered from it. Paul is not saying that we must master every evil in order to enter heaven. But a truly saved person will not be marked by greed, slander, immorality, or any of the other sins mentioned here. As Christians, we must love all people, but not their sin. In fact, we must love them enough to be compassionately clear about sin and its penalty. Sexual sin seems more personal and more difficult to address head-on, but Paul doesn't flinch to do so in verses 12 through 20. All things are lawful for me. No doubt this had become a favorite slogan in the church. And it's true that Christians are free from the law. That is, we're no longer under the Mosaic Covenant. But Paul counters by saying that those who profess Jesus as Lord cannot be mastered by anything and must pursue only that which is profitable. Another of their slogans implied that every bodily desire should be satisfied, but the body of a believer is a temple of the Holy Spirit and is to be used to glorify God. Sexual sin is uniquely devastating, for it joins two people in an intimate union that dishonors the Lord. Therefore, as Paul says, flee sexual immorality. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com, and I'll meet you again next time as we abide, living daily in the Word.